Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the European commodity markets by my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, our Energy Risk Manager for Europe. Petra, starting with oil, we've seen uh, you know pretty high oil prices for a while now and a recent surge, I think. Oil prices surged indeed. Uh, we are seeing oil hovering just south of uh, $125 per barrel. This is similar to the highs that we've observed around mid-March. The increase is mainly driven by the decision and agreement that uh, European Union did about banning Russian oil imports into Europe. This agreement mainly impacts the seaborne imports that accounts to around 90% of imports. For the moment, the pipeline or the majority of the pipeline imports into Central Europe, so especially Slovakia, Czech Republic and Hungary, will remain uninterrupted. Right. And I guess that that's um, relatively good news from a security supply point of view. Turning out to gas, where, of course, a lot of the attention has been a slightly more mixed picture for gas, isn't there? I mean, Europe as a whole is Western Europe, I should say, is moving away from dependence on Russian gas. But that transition is going to take time and not all member states can do it quite so quickly. And the whole issue about payment in rubles or otherwise has been uh, a bit of a concern, isn't it? So is there a sort of slightly patchy picture as to what's what's happening here? We've seen many headlines, especially past few days. While gas prices remain fairly range-bound, there is expected to be some volatility. Maybe it's a combination of few factors, especially this week. So we have a thinner trading activity across Europe and the UK around some bank holidays. And just today, on the day when we are recording, so Tuesday, the 31st of May, we've seen increases in gas prices due to the drop on Nord Stream 1, which used to be the most stable gas import pipeline during these turbulent times. We've just heard from two uh, gas operators or gas gas companies, which is the Dutch Gasterra and Danish Orsted, who refused to comply with new gas rules and they are now currently facing disconnection. The drop on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline is likely to be connected to the cutoff of the Dutch Gasterra. Uh, You were mentioning the security. Well, while there isn't a demand for Russian gas from Europe, uh, there will be no more gas sent by Russia, which makes sense. On the other end, those companies that comply with the rules are being supplied in line with their contracts. And also LNG continues to arrive into Europe. This, although it's maybe not that strong as it used to be a few weeks ago, but we need to understand that those were historical highs. So from security point of view, we're not seeing any big moves in European gas, but it remains quite sensitive to headlines. Indeed. And on the subject of LNG, you know, the principal external source of gas for Europe, uh, other than uh, pipeline gas from Russia, as you say, hugely important. One of the interesting things has been this decoupling of UK and continental European gas prices, at least in the short term. The UK is awash with the stuff and nowhere to store it. And continental Europe could still do with with that gas, not necessarily to meet current demand, but to replenish storage stocks. The doubtless that that differential will narrow at some point, but it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Europe as a whole could do with more LNG uh, import capacity and perhaps in slightly different 
different places than it has it at the moment. Um, but what is the sort of situation now with storage stocks? Are, are they replenishing satisfactorily? So let's start from the UK. Uh, UK stocks, uh, especially due to the fact that we've only got mid-term storage in the UK, that is nearly full. Uh, we're receiving plenty of gas, uh, whether it's UK Continental Shelf or Norway, and of course plenty of LNG. The interconnector into Europe is operating near maximum capacity, so UK is exporting a lot of gas into Europe, which is improving the European gas picture. Gas stocks in Europe are, of course, the headline. We are nearing the sort of benchmark 50% pool, which could potentially occur as soon as uh, next week, unless anything unprecedented happens. If we continue to increase the stocks at this rate, then we should have the 80% by September, which could potentially decrease or remove some of the risk premium that we're still seeing in gas prices. Right. And turning now to power prices, perhaps some of the pressure has been off a little bit. And I gather, especially in, in Germany, relatively speaking. So are power prices a little lower than we last spoke? two different views so there's spot and there's forward so on a spot topic we did see a beautiful combination of supply and demand dynamics last friday and over the weekend around the german bank holiday we've seen of course lower demand into the holiday period but we've also seen a high nuclear generation and strong winds that have pushed power spot prices to lows that we haven't seen for over a year now and some uh, customers were able to enjoy uh, prices that were as low as 36 euros per megawatt hour. On the other hand, we've got forward that has been uh, increasing, especially on the curve. We did see new highs on calendar 23 German prices. Some traders and some analysts, especially over past few days, were linking these increases to firmer coal prices. But I sort of expect that it's a little bit more to do with the market sentiment. Uh, market's been bullish past few days and I also think that the expiry and the thinner trading activity was maybe a, a bigger driver for European power. I would expect maybe some correction or consolidation next week when uh, when traders come back to their desks following the UK bank holiday especially. So on European power I would say that we are still up for few bullish days. Right. And I think that difference between the, the short term markets, the spot and prompt um, prices and the forward markets, particularly heading into um, next winter, it's important to understand that difference. There may be some industrial consumers that, you know, can uh, benefit to some degree from their exposure to short term price movements when we see these uh, reductions in prices. But but others will be, you know, tied into contracts that, that relate to the to the forward markets and things still look quite tight potentially for, for next winter. And I guess could also be tight if there's higher cooling demand this summer. And with the French nuclear fleet having having some issues, uh, it's, it's dependent partly on, on weather, isn't it? Not just in terms of temperature, uh, but also how much wind is generating on the European system. Exactly. Nuclear generation in France will be one of the main drivers. It's currently still around multi-year lows, although expected to grow into Q4 when, of course, the demand will be higher. Unless there's outages due to heat wave that would cause more problems on the French nuclear generation, this increase in capacity could bring some consolidation and take off some of the risk going into Q4. 
Wind, of course, is the driver. We saw what it did and how nicely it worked for, for German power over the past few days. But unfortunately, that really seemed to be mainly driven by, by lower demand. If the demand remains stable or it potentially increases further into the peak cooling season, especially for countries like Spain or Italy, we could see some high spot during Q3. I think that's an important thing to look out for. I mean, the, the, the risk is in both directions, isn't it? I mean, it is encouraging for consumers that there have been some wholesale price reductions in the in the spot market, at least. Uh, and it's an indication that markets can go down as well as up, which is not something we've experienced so much of recently. And, you know, and, and reflecting on some of the conversations we've had over the last year, year or more, you know, consumers would have thought um, 40 euros a megawatt hour pretty pricey for for power not so very long ago but what we've been through recently that almost looks cheap but the risk hasn't gone away has it i mean there are still issues about availability of gas next winter uh, and um, the resilience of the power system uh, as a consequence of that and that risk premium hasn't vanished so uh, you know what, what would you, what would your summary be in in terms of where we're heading the fundamental picture in Europe doesn't look that bad. We continue getting gas from Russia, from Norway, and LNG continues to come. Market is driven by headline and Q3. Q3 will be the deal breaker and we expect Q3 to be the period when the market will unfold. Whether it's going to be towards the downside or towards the upside, that's a million dollar question. We are, I would recommend to watch out for maybe an earlier milestone. Uh, that's the Nord Stream 1 maintenance that will happen on the, that will start on the 11th of July. We would expect a lot of volatility and uh, there is lots of, there will be some geopolitical questions around it. Will Russia be willing to send the gas that should be going via Nord Stream 1 via Poland or Ukraine? We don't have answer to that. So I would say to buyers to watch out for 11th of July, potentially take some of the volume now while prices are hovering around their longer term averages and not breaking out of the recent ranges that, that, were, that were created, especially on gas, and then see what, what Q3 brings. It, it could look very good if gas continues to come, but unfortunately, if there are some unprecedented updates or situations, then we unfortunately could see those highs uh, that we saw last Q4 or earlier this year at the end of Q1. Well, I'm sure that's good advice and plenty of good things to look out for there, Petra. As you say, we might be able to enjoy a little bit lower pricing uh, for a period of time, but that risk hasn't gone away. And in a month or two's time, we should have a clearer idea about what we're likely to be facing in the winter. So thank you for your advice and explanation on that. I hope you found that interesting too. Do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and our reports on there. And listen out for a podcast again from us soon.